Welcome to PR After Hours, your weekly cocktail of news and interviews with leading thinkers in PR, marketing, and business. So pull up a chair in our virtual lounge. Your host, Alex Greenwood, will be right back after this. Why do people listen to PR After Hours? Don't take my word for it. Listen to Joel Freund, CEO of Fluex Media. I'm going on a lot of podcasts and your podcast, the conversation with you is just so authentic and so real that I, I actually enjoy it. I don't even feel like it's a podcast. Follow us now wherever you get your podcasts or visit PRAfterHours.com and get on our subscription list so you never miss an episode. I really like about doing this show besides well of course the the fame the celebrity you know the the swag I get on a decade basis um it's talking to folks who are finding a way to break through for their clients and actually for themselves and in doing it in a way that also grows the profession and I mean that is why I'm so excited to meet some folks who are exemplars of this very thing and they are Karen and Frank, they're the award-winning co-founders of the EXV agency. And the, this PR powerhouse duo have reshaped the industry. They're connecting clients with global audiences from New York to LA, from South Africa to Dubai. Their track record reads like a roll call of media giants. You got your Forbes, your CNBC, your PBS, my old job, not a joke, my old job, Disney, CNN, international film festivals, and television networks worldwide. Karen and Frank have not just rewritten the PR playbook, they've reinvented it. Seriously, and it needed it. <laughs> so together, Karen Gamba and Frank Carlisi have revolutionized PR, driven by a passion for creativity and authenticity, and their mission is clear, to make PR accessible to all, empowering individuals and businesses to succeed on a global scale. So let's uh let's get together with these folks as they share the keys to PR success and transform your journey. Karen Frank, welcome to the virtual lounge. It's so nice to meet you, Alex. That was that was some intro. Wow. Wow. We <laughs> have a lot to live up to. Wow. Mind blown. I, I don't know where I get these things, but it just. It I'll just take comes. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'm just going to hit you guys right away. First of all, where does this podcast find you? Where are you guys? Karen, go. Right. Karen just flew in from Hong Kong, right, Karen? Yes, I am actually in San Francisco at the moment. Um, I flew in from Hong Kong, where I'm usually based, and uh, Frank is in Atlanta. We will actually be meeting in Miami tomorrow. So I have no idea. I have no idea what time zone I'm in, um, which is usually how it goes with the two of us, because we have clients all over the world. So honestly, Alex, the response to that question is we don't actually know where we are right now. No clue. That's okay. I I think I'm in Atlanta. If, yes, <laughs> I I love it. I used to I used to live uh, just outside of Atlanta when I was a wee lad. Don't remember any of it except that it was really hot. Dad, can we move to back to Oklahoma where it was also hot? Why did I want to do that? And I am not there now. I am in Kansas City, Missouri, home of the Chiefs. All right, listen here, folks. Um, I want to ask you guys this. So, how is the EXV agency? How are you doing this? To, I, I want to get right down to accessibility 
for businesses of all sizes. You may or may not know, but this show is listened to not only by PR and marketing folks, but a lot of small business people. So tell us, tell us how you make it more accessible for businesses of all sizes. Yeah, I mean, um, Frank, if you don't mind, I'll I'll start the story. Um, so Frank and I actually started out in New York, where we were dealing one on one with clients, actually face to face, sitting down with people, whether they were looking for individual PR, small businesses, and entrepreneurs that were looking for ways to promote their businesses, and then bigger, mid sized to larger international firms. It was a nice. Uh, it was a nice way to really access people, see what they're like in person. But then, of course, COVID hit and um, our entire world shifted into, you know, how we were interacting with each other. So that element of being able to sit in person with a client and really get down to what they wanted to do or what they were trying to achieve fell away. And we had to find new ways to interact with clients. At the time, we were also doing events, which, you know, was the events industry was completely obliterated. So during that time, um, we had an opportunity to build out our business in Hong Kong. And in 2021, I moved. And then Frank, who is a lifelong New Yorker, moved from New York to Atlanta. So we just decided that with everything at the time feeling like it was falling apart, let's just disrupt it even more. And I'm going to move across the world. He's going to move to a completely new place that he doesn't really know and expand the business as best we can and see how we're going to do this digitally. So we did some experimenting during uh, COVID where we were actually supporting nonprofits to help them raise awareness. They couldn't have their in-person galas anymore. Right. So we were helping them with some PR and visibility initiatives where they could connect with donors uh, digitally. And this was a completely new phase for us. So in taking this exercise on where we were actually doing quite a bit of pro bono PR work to help others, we learned a new modality. And so in the beginning, the daunting idea of building out our PR business in the Asia Pacific region, Frank trying to build out outside of New York, we didn't want to be pigeonholed as only known in one area. We realized just how far we could cast the net internationally if we had this digital relationship with clients. And I'll tell you, it was something very simple that shifted the tide. We actually stopped just making phone calls and getting on Zooms with people where they could see our faces. Not something we, either one of us really wanted to do. It just felt really foreign. And I know now it's, you know, it's silly to say that because this is how everyone interacts. But um, it actually took us a while to get there. And it shifted the tide of our business because we have found a way to communicate with our clients, get that interaction from them, maybe not as perfect as in person, but close enough where we've been able to serve clients around the world now and still give them the access to the ideas, creativity, and learn as much about them as we need to, no matter where they are. And the final thing I'll add is our time zones now work in our favor, where we're essentially around the clock. So when I'm asleep, Frank and the team is working in the United States. Yeah, yeah. When he's asleep, I'm serving clients, you know, picking up the ball or he passes the baton. And so the way we've made this work um, at the end of the day, once we've disrupted anything earlier on during the pandemic, is um, we just had to find a new way to do things. And we have successfully found that uh, that modality now. Right, Frank? Yeah, no, that's it. You know, we 
you know, I love, I love and hate the word disrupt disruptor. Um, I think it, <laughs> you know, it's what, it's what fuels us every day. It gives us, you know, uh, our creative sort of mojo, if you will. How could we look at something differently? Um, and that's kind of the the essence of our entire agency. It's taking what what you think you know and turning it turning it on its head. So yeah, that's that's all I wanted to add to that. Was, that's uh, that's the EXV agency in a nutshell. I love this because I uh, this is uh, interesting to me and. Uh, the the asian um pacific area where you're you're where you're operating there uh my my little agency we were actually in the contract stage for a south korean manufacturer not long oh. ago yeah wow. i mean literally as in we're gonna sign this this week we'll get it back to you legals just you know checking the the i's crossing the t's and all that and i was just overjoyed it was our first it's not our first international business we're a small firm but it was you know hey this is our first four-way into you know that market oh yeah then a little bank in california went down a few months ago i don't know if you guys remember that bank that it was really tied to the software industry mm -hmm. now, it was never told that this was directly it but the day after that bank folded i got a very apologetic email that they were the company could was out and oh, um, i won't i won't say who they are but you know what I, that aside my point being though that you know it's a bummer i didn't get that business but it'll I eventually will get some business there, but I love what you're talking about though, about the accessibility of it. And one of the questions I got from them was, okay, we're obviously in two different time zones. And I'm like, well, but I had to be really clear with them about was, okay, is the service you're looking for from me for North America or is it for elsewhere? Because I was thinking I'm going to have to freaking scramble if I need somebody in that time zone. Thankfully, it was really more about North America, but there would be mm -hmm. some early mornings or late nights. I don't know which those would be, Karen, um, if I had to get on the phone with them. I, I'm trying to remember now, but it's it's. It's it would be probably late nights uh, late for nights. you to work at your at your prime. I mean, Frank and I know this very well. We essentially we still kind of touch base around the clock. Some nights Frank is working, some nights I'm working. So I totally get that. So if yeah. you're working in that region and they wanted to get you at your prime when you're starting your day, it would be their evening. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was oh sorry, Frank. Let me just just gonna say though, to your point about doing a lot of pro bono for nonprofits, I think we all kind of dipped into. I mean, I do that anyway. We do one pro bono job a year locally. Um, I mean, like a campaign or something. But but I was gonna say though that of course, especially on the heels of COVID, when everybody's just struggling. Um, but I wonder though uh, if I could ask you both, just whoever wants to catch this jump ball here though, uh, are there some strategies you employ to demystify and open up? Uh, prospective clients to, to what it is the PR can do for them and what you specifically can do better than a lot of other folks? I love it. If you don't mind, I'll start. Um, <clears throat> so I think what we, um, the mo back to the modality thing, we have taken sort of the approach of empowering people to really be their own PR team. It's very interesting. Um, we, we really... Um, We've been very narrative driven with our clients uh, as we work together, but we have taken on, you know, some people don't, in all honesty, and you, you know this, Alex, so many people don't have the you know, the resources to take on a PR team and, and pay them for, out for a year, six months even. So what do we do to those people that were sort of missing in the market? We empower them. 
we really lead into something called our VIP masterclass, where we bring people into our fold and we teach them the tools of the trade. We pull the curtain back and we empower them. We usually work in terms of about a month or so with in a very, very highly focused session. And we give them all the tools they need to get themselves out to newspapers, on podcasts, you know, on international stages. It's been a very, very interesting sort of, uh, you know, shift in our business that's shown such great results. And we're leaning into that even further as we go into 2024, right, Karen? Yeah, um, what I wanted to say is I heard every PR agency in the world just scream as Frank said that. Yeah. They're saying, no, don't tell them what we do. We're going to lose our business. But <laughs> the one thing that became clear to Frank and I is um, an educated client who comes to you who actually has an idea of what we do is mm. going to be so much more successful. You know, yeah. you know this, Alex. Frank, you know this. People come to us, they think we're publicists. Yes. You know, PR is marketing. PR is business development. PR is where we've had clients where they're like, why aren't you selling tickets to our event? And um, being able to educate our clients and empower them in a way where they understand what a media kit is, how we reach out to media on their behalf, how we tell a story to get them opportunities like this one where you're on a podcast and you're able to tell your story has helped our clients exponentially. And it hasn't led to a loss of business for anyone. In fact, it's helped really fuel the industry from what we've seen so that even if clients at the end of the day were like, listen, we don't really wanna learn this ourselves. We'd much prefer to pay someone to help us do this. When they step into that role of hiring a PR agency at a low cost, at a high cost, anything in between, they know a little bit more about how it works which makes the process for agencies so much easier. It's so much clearer. And so we're really trying to demystify it by giving people these masterclasses that help them through the process where they actually understand what PR is, that it's different from these other silos and what it can actually do for their business because then they can make a decision about their budget. Is this actually what I need right at this time or should I wait? So that's what it is. That's the only thing I wanted to add. Right. Well, you're welcome, Alex. We're just making better clients for you. So you're welcome. I know, no, you know, I totally appreciate Frank. Thank you. You're very kind to do that. I know you did yes. it with me in mind. Um, but, you know, you know, though, you know, but we kind of do that already a little bit in our own way. Um, we we will do we typically get hit up because we were early adopters of this. Uh, we've been in business 14 years. Uh, we, we were offering social media management 10 years ago. Um mm. I got to a point where I don't want to really manage anybody's community anymore. It's just, I'm getting old. I don't want to do that. I This hair is turning gray. You can't tell in there, but it is. And I just don't need that. So what we do is we do something I call, uh, you know, teach it a fish, right? Which is what you're talking about. Let, mm-hmm. let, we can do the fishing for you. And we'll even do the fishing for you for three months or something like that. But in that time, we're going to teach you to fish. And, and I think that's great. And I also think that there's something uh, notoriously authentic about doing what you're doing, which is you're, you're, you're basically saying, look, we're going to show you how, and there are definitely PR people out there who are going to be like, Oh, why are you doing this? It's like, no, I, I like this approach. I think, I think people find it authentic. I think they find it ethical and I think they find it refreshing. Um, so it's obviously working for you guys, but, but that leads me to another question. I've got to say, here you are. Okay. Karen, Frank, you're like, you already just, you already lay this out for my audience. You just said, well, you know, I'm in Hong Kong and I'm, uh, NYC now in Atlanta. 
doesn't that intimidate some people, particularly maybe in the breadbasket of the country who need your help, but are like, oh, I don't know if I can afford these folks, or maybe they're just a little too fancy for me. How do you, do you have to get around that? Or am I just totally confabulating something? No, we definitely have to get around that, Alex. Right, Karen? For sure. It comes up quite, quite often, actually. Very intuitive of you. It's, it came up yesterday with a client. So um, you're speaking to my soul right now. I think... <clears throat> Yeah, some some clients in the states, and you you could probably relate to this, are intimidated by the an international stage, um, you know, and vice versa, you know. And Karen could speak to international clients that may be a little intimidated to do work here in the states. Um, I definitely think we what we have to do with those clients is boil it down to the bare bones of what this is. It's establishing you as a thought leader and the head of your industry. And that translates languages, continents around the world. So it's, and then, you know, in to, as a follow-up to that, it's about getting to know us. I mean, who wouldn't want to work with Karen and I? I'm just saying. Uh, I'm already sold. It's, it's, <laughs> we make it, we, we really, really take the time to make it as personal of an experience and, it, you know, as white glove as we can. You're going to see us on the calls. We want this to be fun. We don't want this to be boring, another job for people, you know? And like I said, we're telling a story and that's what Karen and I love to do. It it comes out of our pores. So we want clients around the world to never feel, you know, overwhelmed or intimidated because you're working with people that want to see you succeed no matter where you are. That's brilliant. Um, I want to get to unscripted uh, stuff in a second here, but I want one more question on this, if you don't mind. I'm fascinated by this. So- and, and working with a diverse client base, which you have, um, it's got to be tricky or at least, okay, maybe not, uh, but maybe maybe it would be, though. How, how do you balance local nuances with a global PR strategy? Uh, there's got to be tremendous challenges and advantages to managing PR across the different cultural landscapes. Is that fair question? It's a very fair question. Um, Frank, I'll take this one. Um, this is actually something that we speak about often. Um, it's it's not like you're just going to step into a new geographic area and know every nuance of business. Yeah. Business is right. different wherever you go. It, it can differ from state to state in yeah. certain ways, right? Um, and what I usually tell anyone in business across industries and what we have done successfully is you have to do research. You have to speak to the locals and you have to be vulnerable enough to say, I actually don't know how to walk up to this person. And do I shake hands? Do I bow if I'm in Japan? What do I do? And being able to show a level of vulnerability when you're in certain circles really has helped us. So us, what we've done is we've we've joined memberships. We're, we're members of the Hong Kong Association of New York. We work with Invest Hong Kong and we've gone in there and said, listen, we know this much and we are just a blank slate. Tell us everything we need to know to be successful here, to authentically connect with clients. And we are not transactional people. What we want at the end of the day are relationships that are going to burn until the end of time, because that is what has served us you know, throughout our careers, even when I was part of the corporate wheel and Frank was running his own business in a different, in a galaxy far, far away. Um, what we have done and to, to make us successful in different geographies, we, we have an event, a big event coming up in London. We deal with people in Sri Lanka. We, we deal with people in Asia. We deal with people in Australia, South Africa, Nigeria. 
is go in there and connect with someone. If, if you're afraid to just go up to the person you're trying to reach and have that vulnerability, there are so many memberships that you can join. There's so much research available online where you can learn about simple nuances, learn two or three phrases in the language and let them laugh at you because you pronounced it incorrectly, but let them see you making an effort. You don't have to know everything. And I think what has fueled our success is we might have some nice accolades on our bios. Yes, you do. We are humble enough to say, listen, we have no idea what we're doing right now, right here. And we are here to learn. So that's really what we tell everybody. I, yeah. I am nearly getting choked up hearing this. And, and I'm, I'm I'm being a little silly, but but that i'm not trying to like say uh, glom on but I, I kind of approach things the same way you don't know what you don't know and don't walk in the room acting like you do if you don't and like what you said like when i told you earlier about trying to get this the south korean uh, business i made it very clear i've never been to your nation i have great respect for your nation i have great respect for your industry i know very little about but what i do know is north american public relations let me apply that to your your needs your cultural differences all these things we will work through that because they were wanting to get people in North America to speak to the media. I'd have to train them, pitch the whole bit. And as to your point, I wouldn't even know if I met them in a hotel lobby. Do I bow? Do I shake hands? Do I wave? You know, uh, are you allowed to blow your nose, you know, away from the table? I mean, all these things. Anyway, that's an old joke in my family because you know, people who blow their nose at the table, which I don't care what culture you're from, don't do that. It's disgusting. All right. No matter what um, you are. No. Okay, very good, very good. So, <laughs> so anyway, so I just, I love that approach. And again, back to what I said earlier about how authentic that is and your willingness to, to do that and show, frankly, a little vulnerability, I think is very winning and it's obvious with your success. Okay, let's switch real quick. I know we're running low on time here because this is what happens when you have great guests, folks. It just click, 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 right? But uh, unscripted, uh, TV and PR. How, tell us a little bit about that and how does that work? Wow. Well, it's, you know, it's it's a really, really interesting story. Um, you know, during that, you know, during COVID, we um, we started EXV Studios, um, which basically is an unscripted television development wing of the EXV agency. And it all came about just with an idea. So you can see the through line coming through already. Um, being a storyteller, we um, we had some really great ideas and we're really able to network um, some of these ideas in front of the right people in an industry and really learn that industry. So um, right now we've had a television deal with three major networks over the past three years. One right now with a really big one and I'm constantly refreshing my phone waiting to see if we get greenlit for a, a whole season i promise alex i'll tell you i'll let you be the first to know so you can let your guests know but nice. how it how it really integrates into what we do you know as a pr agency it's finding an outlier that other people are not you know they're not privy to yet it's finding a subculture it's getting into you know the dna of something it's listening and taking notes in your everyday life I'm, i could be describing a pr agency or an unscripted television concept here and it's turning it into something tangible you know um we've 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 had some really great success doing that in that space uh made some really great really great industry connections there and the sky's the limit for what we do so it's been a really great ongoing journey it's a great creative outlet for us and uh we're now you know leveraging that in our day-to-day -day business um 
and it's just been a fabulous experience. Right, Karen? Yeah, uh, what I wanted to add, the through line for me is, how do you make an, a first-time self-published author interesting to someone in Australia, right? And that's the same thing with unscripted TV. It's usually a personal story or you're showing the life of someone or a family or a business. Why would that be interesting to anyone else? It's how it's conveyed to audiences, so for mass production or, or mass consumption, I should say. And that's what PR is. We want to take individuals or businesses or corporations and help them reach a much bigger market. That's why they're coming to us. And so unscripted television, even though in the beginning people have a question mark about it, if you really think about it, we are creating content for mass consumption. And so that's what PR is. Uh, okay, well, my my the, the hamster in my head that was on the wheel going twice as fast when you said because um i do another show mysterious goings on and listeners here are like oh god he's gonna bring up his other show well sorry you did listen there we go but um and we all we interview authors of all stripes new york times bestsellers all the way to self-pub people who've made a difference or are trying to struggle to get through um so wow so you're working even on and I don't mean that level as in they're lowly, but just on the level of people who are really struggling to kind of get seen above the fray. I had no idea. I can see there you go again with that whole thing. You guys are so big time. I just never would anticipate you'd be like, yeah, we're going to gonna help a, a published author. Now, of course, folks, that probably entails a budget. But the point being, the point is, uh, is there any I was getting ready to ask the big question you, you probably get on every podcast you're ever on, though, is who's your who's your target uh, client? But you seems like you're kind of got a lot of targets yeah, yeah and we do sorry frank um what i just simply wanted to say was um we have worked with individuals and big corporations and we've worked across industries but it's something you said before we know pr and how pr works so you can click that strategy into anything as long as you know what you're doing go ahead frank no, absolutely. I, I second what you just said. And that's why we offer so many different entry points to our services these days. You know, we, we love representing clients, you know, for a nice long burn and we're, we're your, we're your team. Uh, you know, of course that's ideal, but then, you know, offering them an intense, you know, month long session, a, a one-off sort of, you know, masterclass, uh, you know, webinar on learning some really great PR hacks. We really come at it every different way. So because we want to be inclusive, we don't want people to ever feel excluded that they can't get the services that we offer. And I think it's important in this industry to do so. Yeah. So listeners, uh, and usually I just, I say listeners, but I'm talking to you, listener, because you're the most important listener, the one I'm talking to right now. You're the only one. I'm going to tell you, if you are a PR person or a marketing person, I imagine you could learn a lot from this VIP masterclass, or it's a good refresher at the very least, or could reinforce the things you're already doing. You never know. So I recommend you look at it. And small businesses, hey, if you're not calling AGPR, you're going to call these guys, right? That's what that's what you should be doing. Uh, Mid-sized small business, large business, I'm sure they'll talk to just about everybody. Uh, uh, Jeff Bezos, line one, I'm sure you'll pick up. But how do people find out more, uh, Karen, about your company? Well, we are at www.exv-agency.com. Karen Gamba and Frank Carlisi, we can be found very easily on LinkedIn. And I am going to hand over to Frank to tell you about where people can access our masterclass. 
Yeah, we have uh, www.growyourbrandmasterclass.com, which is a, a new and exciting uh, space. And lastly, I'll mention, uh, Karen did mention an event that we're doing in London. Um, it's for anyone that needs a little extra uh, legal media. Um, and that URL, if we have any lawyers listening to check it out, it's www.globalmediaspotlight.com. Listeners, you know very well that you just have to look at your show notes, but if it's not clickable there, sometimes it's not. What can I tell you? Go to prafterhours.com. That's a real simple way to find it. prafterhours.com. There'll be a show note. There'll be photographs of these beautiful people. There'll be links to all of this stuff we've mentioned and more. I hope you'll definitely check it out. You know, Karen Gamba and Frank Carlisi, they're not just educators in the PR industry. They are game changers. And together, they've transformed the PR landscape by assisting individuals, small businesses, and global giants in amplifying their visibility. We just we just had the tip of the iceberg here. Uh, Frank, Karen, thank you so much for joining us here in the virtual lounge. Hey, come back anytime. We'd love to hear more. Thanks, Alex. Was, thanks for having us. It was a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Is your story reaching the right ears? Or is it just another whisper in the wind? In the symphony of the marketplace, your narrative should sing. Alex Greenwood, a maestro of messaging with over three decades of expertise, is ready to conduct your story to new heights. From navigating the nuances of public relations to authoring novels that capture the imagination and producing podcasts that speak volumes, Alex crafts narratives that resonate and yield results. Turn the page to a new chapter. Let Alex Greenwood orchestrate your story to captivate, engage, and inspire. Step into the spotlight. Visit alexgpr.com or contact him through this podcast today, and let's start a conversation that matters. You know what that means, it's last call here at the Virtual Lounge. Be sure to visit PRAfterHours.com for links to what we discussed in this episode and more. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And join us next time for another round at PR After Hours with Alex Greenwood.